Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Stronger, Healthier, and Happier. On today's episode, we're going to talk about emotional health Great. and social health, how it affects your overall health. Very important. That's right. Let's get started. Hello again, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is Dr. Jared Hill. Hello, hello. CEO, owner of Hill Family Chiropractic. Uh, we actually, this is pretty fun because this whole episode came from something we just did together with our team. Uh, we all went together on a trip to Dallas, Texas, where we learned about our jobs and doing working with uh, patients and how to be better at being chiropractors and being chiropractic assistants and office managers and all of that great stuff. We barely missed the snow and ice. Yes, in it Dallas, was great. Texas. We yeah, made so. it down just in time. Uh, we did some great team building events. We did some fun stuff together, shared a lot of meals together, and basically spent a whole drive back just talking about our office and how to improve what we do. But that kind of led to today's topic. Yeah. And uh, how, in, in what way did kind of this, this event kind of make you think that this might be something we should share with our audience on the podcast? Great. Yeah. Uh, well, the, it was team building. So the big impact was just how unified the team was after we experienced what we did. And, yeah. and one of the things we worked on was strength finders and really just kind of understanding how each one ticks. Mm-hmm. We can um, better understand the decision-making and why one person is, uh, reacts a certain way to why another person may be uh, more passionate about one area versus another area. And just, it's amazing how, when you start to understand, um, how someone ticks, you can have more grace for them. You can, uh, just, I don't know, you can be deeper in relationship with them and have a stronger community, which then can be a much more powerful force for whatever you're doing. Yeah. And it just, I thought it'd be uh, good for us to hit a few points in because that how that ties into um, our social or relational or community health, and how that ties to mental health, and um, so that's that's kind of why uh, we wanted to jump on this topic. That's right, and and we see a lot, you know, at least I see a lot in our office, mental health being something that has such a great impact on people's physical, right? Like definitely, even even if it's not a direct like, oh, my mental health is causing me to to you know be deficient in these things or struggle in this, giving me. I don't know, high blood pressure or something, but even just the indirect, because I'm, I feel too down or too upset to work out or my diet's poor because of my mental health. I'm, I'm eating my feelings basically, you know, or, sure. or my boredom or whatever. And so, um, let's start with that. Like in what ways does our mental and social health, first of all, in what ways does our mental health, um, impact our physical health more than just, you know, the way we think yeah. or how we feel? Well, of course, when we are, um, we're mentally stressed or of anxieties and fears and uh, bitterness and all that it creates these uh, hormones and stress mm. hormones in the body, which are meant for more short term bursts to adrenaline and, and increasing blood pressure and heart rate and all these things. Right. And so when we have that for long term, it can wear out our adrenal glands and it can start causing problems hormonally. And then it starts problem uh with what we crave and then the foods and yeah. all those the pathway but 
physiologically to our systems, it's really stressful uh, uh, to our bodies and our overall health. And, it, and also it can cause uh, subluxation. And if you're yeah. first time to this episode, a subluxation is where the spine is not functioning well and it actually causes a disturbance or interference within the nervous system, which then ultimately starts to disrupt the communication from our brain to different parts of the body. So that's again why it can be impacted too when people are under stress, all of a sudden they don't digest food very well yeah. or they... Um, it impacts how their body's absorbing, uh, the nutrients It can impact how they're sleeping, their energy yeah. levels. It just keeps going on and on. Uh, so we know that mental and emotional stress, yeah. uh, there's direct correlations to phys- negative physiological effects right. to us. And, um, it's a big deal. Yeah. I know for me, when I, when I'm, when I have higher stress, whether it's emotional stress or just work, you know, work stress or relationship stuff. Uh, I struggle focusing. I have a hard time. You do. I have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hard time paying attention to one thing, right? Yeah, and yeah. and I get scattered. And uh, I have enough yeah. enough difficulty with that as it is. But uh, whenever things are stressful and when things that stress level is high, and my my emotions are getting in the way, the the struggle, the difficulty focusing really increases. And that's just for me. Yeah. You know, people, different people I know have different. Symptoms are different things that they experience, but it, be, it becomes really obvious to me and for my wife, especially, <laughs> she can say, whoa, whoa, you've spent a lot of time just doing nothing, like nonsense. What's going on with you? We need to talk through this stuff, right. don't we? And that's, well, that's a obvious one for me. Well, when your body, you know, you're not functioning it the way you want to, and you have all these things, like you're saying, you can't focus and whatnot. Yeah. And that's, uh, I kind of use an analogy uh, that may, you may relate to is if, if somebody, when I've, I have a tendency to pull up and look at things and search search things and I have one program and another program and another program and then I've got like 25,000 programs pulled <laughs> up on my computer screen and I'm just just thinking about the one that I have big yeah. and uh, all of a sudden it freezes and it just won't click or move and I get frustrated so I do a power cycle yeah. right power yeah. cycle which means which is uh, uh, Dr. Michael on the computer <laughs> side uh, uh, Cisco who has taught me to basically shut it down and restart it, right? Yeah. Reboot it, and all of a sudden it reorganizes those programs so then it can work and then I can close them out and so forth. Well, our body, because so many of us are so busy and crazy and, and, and things that are going on or, or even things that happen to us, it can get so chaotic, right? Neurologically yeah. chaotic. And so what's so awesome about an adjustment is uh, that adjustment helps to restore function. It's kind of like doing a power cycle on the nervous system to where then the body can reorganize to be more efficient and have clarity and focus and prioritize what needs to be done next. And that's why, of course, when people get adjusted, they're more apt to sleep better. Their digestive yeah. system starts to work better and so forth. Even though that's not really what we we're going to be covering on this, this right. uh, episode. So I just thought it'd be good to mention um, how that kind of correlates from the chiropractic standpoint. Yeah. Uh, when someone has a lot of mental and emotional stresses and so forth, there's um, not that the adjustment is the answer for it all. We got to go back. Well, why are we having so much mental and emotional stress? Yeah. And that kind of brought us into the, the topic for today, which would be um, one element that can lead to more mental and emotional stress is how well we're rooted in a community or yeah. having strong relationships. Yeah. So we, we start with, you know, we started talking about our mental health and that the different things impact that obviously some in our control, some not in our control, but this social health, the social wellness, which is kind of what we want to camp out on for a while today. That is something that most of the time is in our control, our social, our social wellness, how we, how we surround ourselves 
with community. So I guess my question to start out start out on is um, th- step one: what understanding what impact social wellness or social awareness has on our mental health? Yeah. So I mean, like just just to kind of clarify, like the studies are very clear about the um, more someone has strong relationships and um, strong communities that they're a part of and things like that. That it shows that demonstrates that they're much more apt to live longer, uh, healthier. They're to be happier, more positive. Um, um, and you just this it goes on and on all the positive benefits from um, being rooted in healthy relationships and community and for that social health. Versus if someone is more isolated, right? They mm-hmm. they don't have that. They're much more likely to be depressed. They have anxiety. They're more uh, more likely to have do uh, for suicide rates go up. To their their overall physical health, um, they have um, the percentage levels of increasing in in problems with uh, with disease and so forth. So, uh, this is an important topic to just to think about. Is those are correlated, right? Yeah. Okay. So, and, and that's where. Um, we have to ask the question is what are you doing specifically to make sure that is not just a, um, a side note, like that just happens Uh, or are you actually focused? Are you, um, are you, uh, looking at that and, and making action steps? Like, like Michael said, is this is an area that we can, uh, sometimes it's hard because some personalities are just more, more outgoing and they, they, they just naturally happens to be around people and want to be around people. But some people, they like their quiet time and they like their alone time and that is fine, but we still need strong connections and relationships. And, you know, two are better than one when someone is, is, is weak and down and, uh, we get beat up from whether it's a job or life or other relationships, who are those that one or two or a handful of people that we can come to and really be vulnerable Right. And it's about really being known. Right. It's it's not really who, you know, but it's really kind of like who uh, being known by someone and you can be really connected. That's good. And I think um, something to kind of just interject as a as an add on here is a lot of times we kind of cheat ourselves when it comes to our social connections. Mm. And we use our technology to do that, right? We use social media to feel social. Yeah. And I hate, I kind of hate the term social media because I think those two things kind of can't go together, really, at least anymore. Maybe at first they did when it first came out. But I think in reality, we're, we're, we're trying to connect with people who are nowhere near us. Now, it does help sort people into likes and dislikes, things you're into versus Things you're not, maybe uh, your career, you sorted by your career through LinkedIn or Twitter or something, mm-hmm. or you're sorted by your things that you are, um, your, your hobbies, things that you're into for fun. But, the re- but in, in reality, you're sorted in a way that is, is very limiting to your real true relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're, it, it stays very surface most of the time. Right. And a lot of times, even worse, is you're not only, not only is, is it hard to get deep into, in those relationships, it's also very difficult because you are comparing your real life and your everyday to someone else's highlights most of the time, right? right, right? Sure. What are they posting on Instagram? What are they sharing about in your group chat with the group of moms that you're, that you're in that are from all over the country or whatever? They're only sharing the stuff most of the time that they're that they want everyone to see or hear. 
they may not be sharing what uh, you know what is truly going to be helpful or beneficial to them. And so we're cheating ourselves sometimes socially. We're, we think we're getting that engagement when really we're only getting a surface level that isn't as helpful and sometimes can even be detrimental to our mental health and therefore yeah. our overall health. And so as somebody who spends a lot of time focusing, you know, being a computer nerd and then having had uh, a lot of experience helping families and kids with yeah. um, addiction to social media, things like that, that's something that is very, very real to me. And I've seen it very, a, a lot in my own life and others is, uh, is cheating ourselves in those, the social, uh, social arena by using technology only, even relationships where we're, we're doing more texting than we are actual time together or conversation can be a, a, a shortcut to a relationship that would have real true meaning in our lives if we would have that real true connection that you can't have from screen to screen. Yeah. No, I love that. That's really important. I think that most people know that. It's just a it's a reminder yeah. that it's like how like where are we at? Did, you know, do we need to have a technology fast or have boundaries around that? Sometimes it's just like anything else with mm-hmm. food or, or other things that can become toxic in our lives, uh, right. technology, which we love technology. We're using it right now. We have, we have a super technologically advanced office. Yeah. We, we, I mean, it's, it's a great thing, but unfortunately it can start to interfere and, right. and um, with uh, some really important things that we value. And one of them is, is relationships. So it's something to consider and look at your own lives and, yeah. and how much you're using it and how that might be interfering with that. And uh, you may need to take some steps to put yourself out there and uh, try to go deeper with uh, uh, someone that you align with your values or that you um, notice that they're, because uh, really it comes down to when it values, when, when those match up, you can really go deeper in a relationship with that person right. and, or that community. So like for our office, you know, we're, we're very, uh, uh purpose filled on wanting to help as many people as we can be healthier, you know, stronger, yeah. healthier and happier. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, we have, a, a, a some amazing team that are super, um, big hearts and that love everybody. And, and, but we Everybody walk, comes from a different background, and we have different personalities. And um, if it's if you're not careful, we can get on each other's nerves, or we can step on each other's toes, and different things like that. And we've got a pretty big team uh, for yeah. you know. And so the uh, one of the things that I loved is this Strength Finders, where we uh, it's a tool you can go online and just find that. Uh, what is it? What's the company that do you remember? Gallup? Gallup Strength Finders. You can find it, and uh, there's a book based on it, or that. The tests that things are based on. It's also called the Strength Finders. That's very, uh, very interesting. Seeing what everyone, what different strengths are, and how different people match up to different ones, and depending on what your combination of strengths are, the way you do work or do relationship or do anything, even the way you do fun, can be very different <laughs> based on your strengths. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, so it's been really helpful not only from a workplace to be able to just understand, like I mentioned yeah. earlier, the. Uh, how each other works, but then what about your family? You know, like mm-hmm. your spouse, your kids, how they tick, why they uh, have habits the way they have with their homework or their sports, and 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 yeah. And it was funny. My my brother, he's a he's a chiropractor, and he was at the this seminar as well. And so him and his wife did, and his team did did the strengths finders, and it was fun listening to the comments and how they were. Uh, it, it was spot on, and they're laughing at each other of of, of uh, some of the things that we can kind of get. 
uh, almost annoyed with with our spouse with one another but then when we kind of understand where it's coming from it yeah. can turn that annoyance into something that you appreciate and you like about that person because that's what makes them unique and that's that's what I love about um, not only the strength finders but I, I believe that's what we need to be doing um, yeah. as a whole when we look in first Corinthians about how we are um, all part of one body and um, it's just extremely important to understand that everybody has a critical role and everybody yeah. has a critical place in and has has major value and nobody is has more value than someone else but we have different skill sets and yeah. we have different passions and we're created with different gifts and what's so neat is that kind of diversity comes together and that's what forms one body versus we can't have five hands or or 10 eyeballs we need to have all the different parts of the body to really function as a whole so uh but if we didn't understand how we're all going to work together, uh, yeah. that, that can cause there, conflict. There's no better example of that than my kitchen at my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's because of my wife and I being so different from each other. You know, we've talked a lot about me and my ways. I'm very surface and like, um, not really relationally, but just as far as getting work done and stuff. If it looks good, it's good to me, right? The deep, the deep underneath side, I have to really motivate myself to get there and clean. My wife's the opposite, clean or work, whatever. My wife's the opposite. She's the one that will not clean. She will not just do the dishes. Um, in fact, while we were in Texas, I got a message from my wife and she said, uh, her name's Melinda. I keep saying my wife. It's for Texas, <laughs> a text message from Melinda. And it said, it said uh, I, instead of cleaning the dishes today, I organized all of the drawers in the kitchen, right? <laughs> so she pulled everything out. She cleaned out the inside of all the drawers. She reorganized all the silverware, all the cooking utensils, all the plates, all the pots and pans. It's all nice and neat in there. Meanwhile, there's a sink full of dirty dishes and a dishwasher that needs to be emptied, right? And that is a perfect example because what I do is I go in and I open a drawer full of, of you know, spatulas and mixing spoons and things that are just piled in there because we make our kids help with the dishes and they mm -hmm. put it away that way. And I just leave it. I find what I need, grab what I need, close it, whatever, and then add to it when it's time to put away dishes. But I, I cannot stand the dishes piling up on the counter for very long. I need it to look clean, even if down under the in the drawers, it's dis disheveled. So the whole point behind this is this. So we, we've lived 16 years of marriage nearly or over 16 years of marriage now, frustrated at each other off right. and on yeah. for the way we do things, right? I'm like, honey, I, I, I asked if, you're, if you had any laundry to clean. Why did you organize your entire closet at 10 p.m. and not finish till midnight, right? I'm trying to go to sleep now, and you're like organizing your closet. The frustration back and forth until we, we did take some personality tests, we got some strength finders, things like that. And we realized those are... The, the strengths that we have. Those are yeah. the things we bring into a relationship that can benefit the relationship. And if we don't misinterpret them as dumb quirks or bad habits, but instead we look at them like, wow, I can always, she can always trust that once I finished you know, cooking dinner or whatever, I'm going to get the kitchen cleaned up when we're done because I like for things to be kind of neat mm -hmm. on where you can see where I can trust that she's going to organize things once every few months. And I'm going to have to ask her where everything is again. She's going to have bet. to give me a tour of her new system. Yeah. But instead of getting aggravated that now we have a new system, I'm learning that. And that, that work, that's in our marriage. That's with my kids. That's with people Great. I work with. Like, how do I handle this team member who uh, handles people this way? And what people do I need to not put them in front of? I need to handle them because they're going to clash. Like, all of that is super important. And it's, it is. 
It is. And it's all that, the social awareness, the social maturity leading to relationships that make sense and they lift you up and drain you, make you feel that mental drain that gets you towards that depression down or whatever it might be. But you have to try to understand people in order to get there. Yeah. And I guess that one of the reasons why we, I, uh, you know, we want to talk a little bit about this is because some people out there right now may be listening or watching and, and thinking, you know, that I am socially awkward or I'm yeah. this or that, right? But you are may be wired differently and that may be, uh, uh, may be not as confident in that area, but that just to make sure you understand that you have amazing gifts and strengths in you, you may just mm-hmm. not recognize what those are and how you tick. So sometimes those little tests can help to put, shed some light on that and then understand uh, why you're reacting in a certain way. And yeah. then all of a sudden you can be more confident in who you are and who you're, how you're created and the purpose that maybe God has for you. Yeah. And then, um, and then you can also maybe be more graceful. Maybe someone's fr- always frustrated with other people and how they react. And, um, but then maybe we can have more grace for someone else, the way they, they react and the way they right. say things and, and, and so forth. So, um, because that social health is critical when it comes to our overall health, our mental health our emotional health, and it all works together. And, and, uh, and that's where one of the reasons why um, in our office we added a, a fitness studio is because we know how important um, not only like their neurological health, structural health and all that, but their, their physical health, you know, working out, but also the component of not just working out on their own, but if they can also, some people are driven by that's where they're getting their social health is when they show up to the workout classes together. And we're starting to see that more and more with these classes growing with, they, they love being able to uh, connect with uh, other people that are working out and engage in that way. And, and also just some of the patients uh, from, when they come in the office, they love showing up 30, 40 minutes early yeah. just so they can uh, hang out. And then sometimes they'll hang out 30, 40 minutes after. Yeah. And we're like, it, did we forget something or yeah. did we, can we help you? And you're like, oh, no, no, I just love the environment and I love being here. And, and that, that's a major compliment to us because we, we right. love them and want them to feel comfortable. But that may be the only interaction they get today. So that's where it's another, yeah. we ch- in, charge you, I guess, uh, encourage you to that awkward person or that quiet person or the isolated person to maybe seek them out and just be kind and loving and say something to them because that may be the only experience they get that week from someone being able to, to share the love of Jesus on them. Yeah, that's right. And and we, we do get those opportunities in the office and really you don't know how many opportunities you've overlooked through the day. Yeah. But that's what I think being socially aware is, is all about is is looking for those opportunities to be to lift someone else up, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so, uh, so we've, we've kind of talked about, uh, being aware, c- keeping your eyes up for, for those you can, you can help out. We've talked about understanding each other, learning people's strengths. Um, we've talked about, uh, a lot of those other things, but uh, something else that I think is important is, um, is something that I've learned a lot as I got older, which is just like celebrating each other's differences. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and not just their strength, but just their the things that make them different. Whether it's culturally, you know, I mean, a great example again is my wife. My my family's all from down south Texas area. My wife's from up in Wisconsin. And so, like, when you talk about when you talk about how you handle different things like snow, how you schedule your meals, how you what do you even call your meals? Supper, dinner, lunch. <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. Uh, there's so many differences and quirks. You know, we have a, 
team that's that's very diverse and we talk a lot about uh mm-hmm. language and like learning phrases in spanish and yeah. things like that and celebrating that with them instead of uh instead of you know whatever else you may do whether however negative it can get or or staying even even just ignoring it and trying to cover it up like well we don't talk about our differences or get annoyed by or things get annoyed by things yeah but instead be celebrating it yeah. and 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 saying you know hey, this is a, I want to share this with you and what, what can we share together? You know, I, I kind of take pride in the fact that, uh, you know, we have a team that enjoys spending time together yeah. in our office. In fact, and we, we have some strange off. team members. No, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> and I'm the leader. I'm the leader of them all. But coming back, we just got back from a trip this weekend from being together. Most of our team, two, three team members didn't go of our whole team out of a total of 14 people or no, 11, 12 people. And uh, three people didn't go. And we, when we get back, one of the first things that come through our group messaging is, hey, I'm doing a Super Bowl party. You're all invited. Like everybody wants to get back together again, right? And uh, one of the reasons that's the case is because we are all very different. And, and there's no way, there's no better time to realize each other's differences than when you're on a trip like we were on. <laughs> like who's the person that's always going to send food back? Who's the person who uh, will not stop talking when you're driving in the van? Who's the person who sleeps the whole time you're in the van? Like all these different things that make it all unique that we just, um, we can celebrate and enjoy. And, and I, think, I think having an outlook about on that, uh, I have a lot, I know a lot of people because I'm kind of in the geek world with the video games, tabletop games, and board games. That's a very common place for folks to be very, Yes, introverted, but not introverted in just, hey, they're just, uh, you know, they just are uh, shy or they get drained by spending too much time with people. But like in a way where they, reclu- they, they hide, they're reclusive. They work from home on a computer. They stay home. They don't go out. They don't do things. And that is something where I see, I have these friends, I see the, f- the difficulty in their health and in their mental health, and then it leads to their physical health in so many different ways. And so kind of circling all the way back to how it affects our physical health, I think um, having that experience with people is something that, why one of the reasons I'm very passionate about understanding each other's differences, learning who we all are, and celebrating those so that we can enjoy being with people no matter who they are, no matter how different they are from us, uh, no matter whether we're forced to be together because we work together or we you know, they're one of our children, whatever it might be, <laughs> you know, we don't have a choice, but we can still enjoy that and not dread being around these people. Um, of course, there are people who are toxic and it's a different situation, but I'm talking about those that you just like, I'm not really the kind of person that would normally choose to be with you, but I can still enjoy this time that we have together in whatever capacity I'm able to. So. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's not about, also, it's not always about you. Like, uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, when it comes to, uh, like, oh, I don't really want to do X, Y, and Z, but we are to be relational and we're here for a short time and, um, that other person may need, uh, uh an encouraging word yeah. uh, from you, even though you don't really want to talk to them. <laughs> yeah. And how can you lift them up? You know, right. uh, how can, and I, I've, my mom always used to say something similar to no matter what you're going through, somebody's always going through something worse. And. Uh, it wasn't those exact words, but basically that. And, and it's very true. And I think about that all the time. You know, whatever my day looked like today, whether it was difficult or not, somebody's day was worse. And most of the time, uh, you can be an opportunity to lift that person up. So do it. Yeah. Be that. 
but I, I'm I'm right there with I'm totally guilty with this like oh I just want to be alone I just want to yeah. go home I just want to do this I mean and a lot of times I'm I'm really bad about <laughs> being kind of like focused and I'm going to the store I'm going to Home Depot or the grocery store and I'm I have like a clock I bet I can get in and out of here in 30 minutes at Walmart and I have <laughs> it's a competition yeah it's a the clock is going and then I'm I'm seeing so and so and I'm like oh gosh but I got to get th- from here I got to get over there and. I'm totally guilty of this and I'm con- I'm trying to improve with that too of like taking five minutes of my day and just stopping and saying, Oh, Hey, how's it going? You know what I mean? Like creating margin and sometimes we have to plan ahead for that to make that happen. And so just for me, that's one of my goals is I'm, I'm my, this is my wife helps me with this because mm-hmm. she'll look at my schedule and I've got from here to here to here and some things overlap. And I'm like, I can, I can do it. I can do it. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and she's like, uh, okay. Well, uh, but I've learned to try to create a little margin in between and then I, I can calm down a little bit and I can enjoy the process a little more. And, um, and then all of a sudden when the Lord provides certain people in certain situations, yeah. I can actually stop for a moment and engage and, and be there present with that person. And so I, I've got a lot of work to do in this, but that's, that's a, a goal of mine. So anyway, um, yeah. Any finishing thoughts? No, I think that's great. What we've, you know, the creating that margin, be there for those who need somebody to be there for them. And when you're that person, be open to others being that for you as well. You yeah. know, uh, not shutting them down when they're trying to be uh, social with you. So yeah. it'll impact your health in a great way. But uh, thank you, Dr. Hill. I love this topic and bringing it in. I feel I felt uh, really um, like it's timely for a lot of people and for us to, to talk about it. So I'm grateful for that. And um, if you uh, have any questions or comments, you want to talk to us here on the show, you can email us at info at uh, hillfamilychiropractic.com. That's info at hillfamilychiropractic.com. You can find us on anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe on there. You can leave reviews if you love the show. If you don't love the show, maybe send us an email. Don't leave the review. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're also on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram and YouTube, and you can comment on those videos as well. Yeah, and I'd, I'd love to see some comments of like, what are some of the things you you love to socially engage in whether yeah. it's uh i love to work out with people i yeah. love to play board games together i love church i love you know like what right. is, i i'm curious to know what what are the things that people enjoy the most when it comes to socially being engaged with other people that's great well there's your challenge leave the comment below send us the email and uh, we would love to talk about that on a future episode of the show as well so Thanks again. Thank you, Dr. Hill. Thank you. And uh, we will see everybody next time on Stronger, Healthier, and Happier, the official podcast of Hill Family Chiropractic.